to the Radio Life Sciences Podcast for a behind-the-scenes look into GSLS, made by students and educators for the scientists of tomorrow. Welcome to this fifth episode of our special on mental well-being of Radio Life Sciences. Uh, my name is Harald van Rijen, um, together with Evelyn de Kallenberg. Hello. Uh, yeah, we're your host today, and we have two special guests, uh, Jacob Bax. Hi one of our master students and Marian Donner. Hi. Um, uh, let me start with Jaco. Jaco, you're a, a, a master student of the master's program uh, Infection Immunity. Yeah. And you also did your bachelor yep. here yep. At, at Biomedical sure. Sciences. So you started in uh, 2020, which was well, more or less in the middle of the Corona pandemic. Yeah, and the I first guess wave, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, the introducing life sciences week, so the starting week was fully online. Fully online, so. yes. I did it from my uh, from my living room on the TV as well. So, just so how was that? Yeah, it was interesting, but um, it, it might have been nicer to do it uh, on campus. I think. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Um, so um, you're now somewhat further in your study. But what kind of internships have you been doing? Uh, so I did my first internship, uh, my major internship. I did at uh, Androcles here at uh, at Eithof. Um and uh, that was uh, very nice uh, research into proteasome catalyzed peptide splicing. And um, my second internship I uh, did at RVM in uh, in the build, in Beeldhoven, a little bit on the border. And uh, that was more focused uh, a bit more on, on bacteria as well. So I did uh, some research into uh, uh, Streptococcus pneumoniae. And um, yeah, like you said, I'm almost finished now with my master's. Uh, I just handed my writing assignment and I'm now uh, waiting for my uh, final grades. So a uh, bit of a holiday now, yeah. That's really impressive, by the way, Jacob, because you, so you did your entire um, master's during the corona uh, waves and still more or less finished in time, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, th I think I'm one of the first of my master's as well, like two other people finishing now at the same time. And uh, it's going to be a bit, bit boring at the graduation, but uh, we'll see. Boring? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, by the way, we're obviously talking about in this well-being series about well-being. And as a student, um, we asked students to join this podcast. And why did you actually um, sign up to join today? Yeah, well, I think it's very important uh, that these kinds of things are talked about, about mental health. Uh, personally, I don't really uh, have any mental health purpose, but I see a lot of uh, people in my uh, uh, environment that, that have them. And um, yeah, I would like to support them in, in these uh, kinds of struggles that they have and hopefully give them a bit of a um, uh, handles to hold on to. Mm -hmm. so. And what kind of mental health issues did you see around you? Um, mostly depression, mm -hmm. uh, also a lot of stress uh, that people uh, suffer from. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's mostly it's some anxiety as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of the... I would say standard, but I don't think it's a good word. But uh, yeah, the, the things you see more often uh, the students right, uh, right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our other guest. Uh, so we usually have uh, Evelyn and I are the hosts, and then we have a student at the table, uh, also an expert. And yeah. We're really honored. And we today. have a wonderful one today. <laughs> yes. Yay. My own daughter. The expert. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy it, I would. Um, so um, I read that you have studied psychology. Yes. In, in which uh, city? In Amsterdam, University of Amsterdam. And I also read that you majored in love and passion. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Yeah, and it was totally uh, blamed on uh, uh, yeah, a teacher I had. 
Um, and he was, uh, yeah, he had a very small room on campus, was ignored by everyone, did not do his work, did not publish, do, did not do any research that was possible back then. Uh, <laughs> but I liked him a lot and he, uh, he, he taught more ph philosophy. And I came to him and I said, I want to uh, um, write my, my thesis about suicide. And then he said, no, that's a very bad idea. You're going to write about love. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I said, okay. And it was, it, it, it compounded to, um, uh, yeah, studying uh, literature. So love with Proust, the ideas of Proust, mm -hmm. um, the ideas about love that he had and uh, passion with Stefan Zweig. So I read stories and I analyzed them via uh, a totally not scientific way, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And uh, I liked him a lot. He's a, uh, yeah, he stayed my role model, the, the teacher I had then, but he died. <laughs> okay. End of story. <laughs> no, but it's an interesting shift from suicide to love and passion, or maybe it isn't. I don't know. Maybe it isn't. No. Then you did some politics and also some development work, and even you served in bars for a telephone operator. But now you're a, uh, well, I would say celebrated essayist and oh, thank a you. columnist yes. and a writer. And the reason we asked you to join us as an, as a, as an expert is uh, because of your publications and your book, the uh, I would say the the guide to self-destruction, self-verwoestings book yes. in Dutch. And um, I just understood that it has been translated in many other languages uh, yes. uh, too. Um, so um, Jaco just confessed that he didn't read it. So, uh, <laughs> that's uh, uh, possible. Yeah, yes. that's, that's possible. But um, so Mayan, what for you would be the, the main message of the self-destruction book? The main message is, uh, yeah, if... It, it's not you, the problem lies not with you, the problem lies in the world. It's not you that is crazy, it's the world that's crazy. And I, I, I hung, um, what's the word? I used a story about Virginia Woolf. I think I once read, but I can, can't find it anywhere anymore. But in uh, Virginia Woolf's time, she wasn't as a woman allowed uh, to go to the library on her own. Um, so she couldn't read her own books. Um, and she said, I once read somewhere, that if, 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 if the world doesn't make room for you, you mustn't ask what is wrong with you, but you must ask what is wrong with the world, that they make no room for me. And I think that is a very good guiding line, especially in these days. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Evelina, what was for you the, the message? Yeah, one thing that got me struck was the metaphor of using being a cylinder that you want to try to put into a square hole that does never fit. Yeah. Uh, and I really like the metaphor because I think nowadays our generation, let's say people from our age, uh, Jaco, uh, I'm 26, I don't know, what's your age actually? Uh, 23. 23, yeah. well, yeah, I think our generation, uh, especially due to social media, is trying to be that cylinder or actually not being that cylinder, but trying to become a square from a cylinder and trying to fit into that perfect box of, I don't know, that Photoshop models in some kind of magazines. Or I also really liked your uh, explanation on different 
advertisements that are currently being made in society for, for example, a glazer for men, like uh, Gillette is not the best a man can get, but now it's the best that the man can be. So, you know, you're trying to become something that society wants you to become. And I think, yeah, that yeah. message that you um, try to get across in your book was very relevant and very informative, uh, at least I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that is exactly, it's like all these... Um maybe another metaphor but if you see society as a, a machine then then we're there is all this pressure for us to be like a little cog or a radar to fit in a machine and there's all this uh, and 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 it is it gets sold to us by the message oh, be, be the best you can be mm-hmm. be everything that's in you uh, yeah. shine on the world stage blah 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 blah, blah. but that best edition um, that you can be uh, for some reason is the same for everyone and and that best addition is a hard-working ever smiling positive thinking never quitting and um, taking never taking no for an answer etc etc yeah. um, and that is supposed to be the best version that you see in the self-help industry and well everywhere but it's not the best version for us it's the best Mm. version for a system that wants to keep us productive and efficient and hardworking and not complaining yeah so exactly yeah Yeah. how was that for you Harald when you wrote the book when you read the book yeah, what I remembered, and I'm not sure whether it's directly in there, but I, I guess <laughs> it is. It's like Virginia Woolf. No, the, um, um, that we live in a society in which you're expected to constantly work on an improved version of yourself. Um, yeah. Um, smarter, slimmer, um, uh, friendlier, more. Uh, it's like a human resource that has to be optimized. And if you cannot cope with that, then there are all kind of uh, self help or support systems that use the same script. So you have to improve. You have to become a better version of yourself to uh, cope with that. And so the idea that there's only one script in our society, even if you fail to meet to the standards that the society has set you, was for me quite mind-blowing, actually. Yeah, it's like like also with students um, or everywhere, if, if people have stress, uh, then, then you have all these courses and advisors, and they they teach you how to cope with the stress mm-hmm. and to take your moments or mm-hmm. do yoga or but 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 it that doesn't look at the stressors. So everything and I say somewhere in the book also the the political has been made personal. So it, you you need to cope with everything, um, whereas there are really big problems <laughs> in a society as a whole, um, but they get uh, more or less um, out of view um, because we we must work on ourselves and be better and more positive. And if we fail, it's our fault. And if we Could you pinpoint a few? Like what do you, in your view, think are some things that are messed up in society currently? Um, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> as a system 
um, yeah, no, I, th that's the that's the basic problem that we live in a world where the social economic system is capitalism and everything is about growth and productivity, mm -hmm. um, and and it wears uh, people, uh, animals, and the planet out. That that's as easy uh, as you can say it. Yeah. Um, and capitalism, but capitalism is not only uh, uh, an economic system. It's also an ideology uh, that that you see in culture as a whole, uh, where everything is also about growth. So we we all may always must grow uh, mm -hmm. and be better versions of ourselves. Uh, and there's a lot more to it. But um, so so that would be a problem. <laughs> and if everything is about growth, um, the the way you measure growth is uh, through. Um, numbers and yep. statistics yeah uh, because then you can pinpoint a line uh, are we growing no we are not well then we push a little here push a little there so we also live in a society where everything is 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 turned to data mm -hmm. um so you can compare better and see and that is uh, also not good for human beings because they are not data yeah, I yeah. think it's it's funny to, before we jump into solutions, also ask Jaco, what do you think is a problem maybe in university especially? Yeah. What problems do we, do lie here? Yeah. Let I'll me start with, do you recognize? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do recognize uh, because I was, I was thinking back like uh, when I, when I first started high school, for example, that I was also like this person really wanted to fit in and like try to be the, the square instead of the cylinder. And, um, yeah, like I said, I've been in the hospital uh, for, for a summer holiday and um, for cancer. And uh, that was a, a very eye-opening experience for me. Um, because from that moment on, I was like, okay, um, maybe I should just be happy with myself. And I think since then, it's been become much better because now I'm just asking myself every morning, like, okay, am I happy with myself? And usually I am. I, I think it's important to be happy with yourself before you try to... Yeah, go out and uh, try to change things about yourself. Just yeah, to keep that core core part of yourself uh, happy. Yeah. Wow, well, that's do you wonderful. Still have cancer? Yeah, they say you never lo lose it, but no. uh, they 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 gave me the max treatment and uh, everything is removed so far. So uh, oh, wow. I've been clean three years now. So. Oh wow. Yeah, but it's it it changed a bit of me. I think I was already on that track, but it's it fast tracked that that process to just just be happy with who I am and I just. Uh, Grow up by day uh, normally and uh, just yeah, nice. just do what I like. Yeah. 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 Wow. Impressive. Wow. Yeah. Very impressive. So, yeah, maybe we actually did not know this beforehand that you um, experienced this. Yeah. So maybe just to uh, explore it a little bit because I'm just I have a very much appreciation and. Um, yeah, how do you call it? I I wonder wonder these people that kind of survived cancer. Yeah. And I'm always wondering like what's your maybe it's a little bit cliche, but what things did you learn in terms of resilience because I think you must have had lots of resilience well, beginning with the statement or hearing the fact that you well, you have cancer. Yeah. Then going through that period of lots of hospital visits and even staying there for a summer. Yeah. Could you elaborate a little bit on things that it taught you? I think it, the, the main thing it taught me is that uh, you can always make progress, even though it's only a small step at the time. So um, 
yeah, it was daily treatment. So every day it felt a bit worse, but I knew that I was making progress because that's mm-hmm. what the treatment was about. And I think that's, that's very much the main message that I took uh, from that. And I also, um, I think the secondary message that I really learned is that you can also be happy with just uh, daily things. Just uh, being in the hospital and like having a very nice nurse come by and just talking to them and uh, yeah. having them uh, explain something about it. And uh, I think that's also very good to keep in mind that you can also just do those daily things and just be happy with them. Yeah. Well, those are quite some life lessons. There is yeah. a danger, though. I'm I'm not going to be. I don't want to be the. <laughs> but um, but as soon as it. Uh, when when in general conversation uh, there is talk about illness, then then you uh, very um, soon get a conversation about winning a struggle or learning life yeah. lessons coming out of it better yeah. than before. And of course, I uh, I think everything is a lesson, but there is a danger um, in in. Um, th- that it makes you stronger or better or because some people don't learn anything and it's the same with depression nowadays you see uh, especially with celebrities you have a lot of celebrities who had depression and they talk very openly about it and then they say that it's the best life lesson and they they came out stronger because they're never at the moment depressed Uh, it's always behind them and I always think, oh, imagine you have a depression and then you also have the task to learn from it and to become a better person. That is mm-hmm. stress. <laughs> that is a, a lot. While, yeah, so, for some people it is not a lesson and you come out worse. That's also possible. Yeah. I had a friend yeah. who died of cancer. It was many years ago, but then we saw this whole discourse about oh she must fight and she must win it and she and she herself had that also i can beat this thing and and also she asked why why was it me maybe I wasn't healthy enough i smoked a lot and um while this can all be true and um i think yeah the, it's a danger to say oh you have to learn something or become a better person yeah. well yeah. what the but what the things you say are very beautiful. Yeah, oh. yeah exactly. But I also um, I had the same thing as well because I didn't. I told people when uh, when I first heard it, some people that I knew, uh, close friends, for example, and I told them, yeah, I don't want to be seen as this cancer patient. I just want to be normal. And that's that's also I think that that also yeah. resonates a bit. Yeah, it there's no lesson to be learned. It's just sometimes you get experiences. And, and they can help you further in life. But like I said, I was already on the track from changing to a person I am now, but it just yeah. put it in a fast track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, and maybe I, actually now I, it's funny because now looking to your conversation and the, thing, the valuable things you mentioned, Marianne, um, me asking the question to Jaco is maybe also one of the problems. Like for we are inclined as people to ask for winnings instead, as you mentioned. Exactly. So yeah. maybe this realization <laughs> for me is one of the things that are, we are uh, holding this whole problem in society because always we are questioning, like, hey, what did you gain from it? <laughs> no, th- yeah, that's true. So, so maybe we so shouldn't the, ask. Yeah. No, the moment you say that, with me, the alarm goes. Of course, off. of course. Because, but this is an excellent example of. A really small thing mm-hmm. that is 
really an ideological question because and it and it gets asked everywhere if if yeah. you get a divorce or if you get a, a whatever happens to you there's always this thing that is it's a lesson and and you also have now a term for it it's post traumatic growth um and there are books uh, <laughs> nice. about this and uh, that and and but it it's so uh, it 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 fits so much in with this um, I don't know the English word for maakbaarheid. Um, Creatability. Yeah, that you that 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 you are the master of your own destiny and the master of your own life, and that there's no such thing as um, toeval um, coincidence. Yeah, coincidence. Um, and this idea is everywhere, and also in a, yep. a question, but so it's good that you asked. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a nice self-realization now. <laughs> Which is awesome. Which is good. You've learned something. It's good for my growth. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but you got a good answer. So it's all, yeah. also, it's not a, a wrong question. So I don't want to talk about, oh, this is wrong and this is uh, good. And you yeah. must do it this way because there is so much you must do. But mm -hmm. it's good to realize. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, what's the undercurrent in, in this question or this message or this commercial or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Thanks for the realization. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> when we, um, in the first episode of this uh, um, series, we um, talked about the report that the, uh, the Trimos Institute and uh, um, GGZ, don't know the translation, uh, published in which they uh, had 28,000 respondents, so students from higher education. And the outcome was that 51% of those students reported um, challenges with their mental health. And 25% uh, of them even had um, severe uh, issues. Um, so it made me wonder, and maybe uh, I'm um, looking at Marianne now, um, is um, higher education um, an exception here? Or is it the, the, the rule? So are we just part of society? And is um, are we looking at 51% uh, of all our adolescents, uh, or maybe all people that challenge with mental well-being, or uh, are we uh, perhaps a pressure cooker of society, so that it, uh, it's a general problem, but it's more prominent in the uh, in the regions where there's uh, we expect extra things from uh, young people. Do you know, Mia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, it's a, so it's it's a, it's a general problem. And, and it's a worldwide problem because capitalism is worldwide. But um, uh, the, so the, the the depression, according to the World Health Organization, is now um, um, a number one illness uh, around the world, and it's growing. And and anxiety, um, loneliness, also a very big problem. Um, so, so I don't think uh, higher education is is an exception, but uh, but because there are a lot of young people, um, and a lot of young people with um, dreams of being successful, and m most of the time, uh, they have been raised in in with this idea. So. Um, when they begin school, you have um, this documentary about it. It's called Classes. And then you see uh, people at, at the low basis school, uh, 11 years old, and they're really very much like, oh, I want to go to the 
VWO, so that's the higher education. I must go there, and they already have stress. And nowadays, I, I read that that children from ten have burnouts because they they work so hard and they stress, and they want to go to the higher education because they want to go to university, and they want to go there because they want a good job, and then they want a better job with a better salary, and then another better job, and then. They die, <laughs> and then they think, "Oh, I worked way too hard," and they feel guilty. Uh, but so it's not an exception, but the 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 pressure is maybe higher because. Um, um, Or maybe it's those perfectionists, those with the high ambitions that we select at the gates of our uh, university. So that we maybe even select people here. So no, but I, yeah, I think nowadays almost everyone is a high achiever because you cannot be a low achiever because life has been become so expensive. Um, you must pay rent. If 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 you if you fall now or are you you become so called loser, your life is 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 really not very good. In in like 50 years ago, you could have a great life with no money. You could live in uh, in Amsterdam in the city center, do nothing because the cost of life was not very high. But now, if 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 you fail. Okay, that that's uh, the 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 life that awaits you is is um, much. It's not as good. Yeah. <laughs> so I so most people are uh, high achievers because they have to. Interesting yeah. view. Yeah, I think very interesting. Do you also think there's maybe a frame shift going on right now that yeah. people are more that used to be high achievers yeah. in previous years are now becoming less and everyone's trying to get. Oh, definitely yeah. yeah definitely so so i maybe through corona i think um i don't know but my 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 book was published in 2019 and then it got this translation and i think now it's already different with the with the great resignation in america and um the the uh protesters or the marches against housing there's much more this idea um like it's not the, the idea that i yeah, uh, uh, write about in my book but it's not our fault so the housing crisis it's not i'm not a loser if i can't find a house or pay thousand euros uh, a month no they're speculating uh and big business that, that, that and and politics that, that that sell out the housing, so yeah, much more, and it makes me uh, hopeful. And also with the environment, the, um, yeah, and I think maybe because the crisis is so big, it's so everywhere in nature, in in with people, uh, with animals, um, that, that it's no longer possible to say yeah that's that's their fault <laughs> it's your fault so yeah yeah and that's good i think uh, our former dean called it the, the red queen hypothesis so i think it's from alice in wonderland yeah yeah it's also very well known in my field it's uh, with, with viruses and uh, infection it's, uh, what is it it's uh, in the in alice in wonderland i think there's a scene where alice is running from the red queen and uh, they keep running, um, but they don't change position. So they keep uh, a relative uh, distance from each other. And I think when Alice stops, then suddenly it's it's become 
Um, so the red screen at some point says like, okay, you can keep running, but it will it will never change because we are both running. Ah. And it's also in my yeah. field a lot because it's also very ev evolutionary driven. Uh, for example, a virus adapts to um, to your immune system, and your immune system adapts right back. So that's also a red screen hypothesis. Yeah. Nice, yeah. well, nice you, metaphor. Yeah, and I think it also says that you must run harder every time to keep the same position. Yes. Yeah. 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 And if you stop running, yeah, that's yeah. totally my advice. Do nothing, <laughs> which is very <laughs> difficult to do because, as I said, you have rent to pay. But the idea, there's so much more emphasis nowadays on rest and and be still and doing nothing and and the the, the whole winner loser um, disparity is 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 changing and mm -hmm. and what we used to call winners. Like, oh, you're in your big car and you have this uh, very empty house, uh, but it was a design house. <laughs> Is that winning? Is that winning in life? Maybe not. So the, the definitions are also shifting, which is also good. So do you think this can ever be solved? <laughs> no. It's yeah, a, also, uh, based on the bigger, the better thing on biological evolutionary, right? Because we were wondering, like, we were discussing, what if the bigger the better has caused us to come through evolution, right? Because characteristics from uh, your body or whatever that help to get you alive will stay there. Because, right, the bigger is better. But aren't we fighting against something that will always be there? Because the bigger is better and evolution got us there, isn't it something that will just always be there because it's evolution? I'm very, I'm very curious about your thoughts on this, Marianne. Yeah, first of all, I have never heard of a biological principle, the bigger the better. And I think if it was so, then we would be like T-Rexers or something. And you have <laughs> all these, you have islands uh, where little uh, <laughs> elephants live and giant bugs. So it's, it's uh, the surroundings. Uh, Mm. And there, so so, by my knowledge, the bigger the better is only an ideological principle, uh, Wall Street kind. Mm. Um, but what is a biological principle? Most famous biological principle is the survival of the fittest. But in that, uh, some sometimes people forget that the fittest is not the best, but it's the best adapted to its surroundings. Mm. So if you have a surrounding. Um, that 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 is really uh, bad. <laughs> um, um, yeah, the the best adapted wins. So so I recently read about an Indian philosopher. Unfortunately, I forgot his name, but he is talking about the uh, uh, human type, a personality type, the neoliberal type, and this is a um, a type of person who loves competition, loves winning, thinks that everything is, is uh, okay to, to reach its goals, that you have to make some sacrifices, but to reach its goal. Um, and this kind of person will do very well and will flourish uh, also in university. Um, and this is uh, the type of person that will go on in politics, in banking, and, and this, this is the best adapted type of person for the system that we have, but it is not the, the best person on sich. And so uh, as 
it's one of my favorite quotes. It's also my whole book, but it's <laughs> from Krishnamurti, who says, it is, it is not a sign of good health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. And that is, I think, uh, the bottom line. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I, I recognize some parts in the as well, that there's lots of uh, people that want to be uh, well-adapted. And, uh, and yeah. those are the ones who will win, because you have to... In my field, I'm a writer. Um, um, nowadays, and, and I have the luck because my father died, I had a small inheritance and, and, and my mother made me buy an apartment for it. So I have uh, low living costs. That's the only reason I can write because if I had to pay a lot of rent, um, then, then, then I would have to produce a lot more. Um, um, and you see that with writers, and but in all the, um, not only in writing, but in music and in, in all the arts, the arts, that uh, more and more people have a rich background um, because uh, they, 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 you need the money to, to make yourself free from work to do other things, or you have to be really productive and write a lot and lot. But that's a certain kind of type that is, uh, able to do that. So you get a certain type of art, um, much less, that's um, uh, also research, so the lower people from the lower classes, it's much more difficult now for them to get into the arts than it used to be. Um, so it's all connected with each other. Yeah. I'm also wondering, because uh, you mentioned that you know, it's the, not the survival of the fittest, but the survival of the one who can adapt the best, basically. Um, in daily life, we as, you know, people work and do things, how can we, I, it's a kind of ironic question, because I'm going to ask, like, how can we better adapt? Which is also <laughs> a, piece, a term of growth, but I think um, in the end, yeah, what is adaptation in daily life as of today? We don't know, do, no, do not longer have to adapt to you know, Siberian tigers running to us. There no. are other kinds of things we need to adapt. So how do you see that? Well, you have to adapt to the world you live in. So it used to be tigers, and now it's uh, your mortgage, uh, mortgage uh, bank. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, she just bought a house. Ah. <laughs> <But it's young>. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't pay, he's there. He's not yeah. a tiger, but he can make your life very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, so, so adaptation, and if you want to become really Darwinian, um, you see that it's, it's nowadays, it's sort of... Um, how is that called? If, when you show off your money, well, it's a, it has a term, but uh, next to big houses and big boats, it's also for the, for the rich, having a lot of children. So Elon Musk has nine children. And, uh, and uh, um, you see that, uh, th so th that is really Darwinian, win the, win the uh, race to the top and reproduce. And when mm. you're very poor, um, it's uh, much more difficult uh, to to find a spouse, uh, anyway. but I don't necessarily believe in that. That was just a, a nice thought. But the adaptation is uh, still, if, if if you want to have a relatively nice life, you you have to play by the rules. But how? Somehow. Well, you go to school and you do your best, and you get depressed because you work too hard and you don't see too many people. 
But yeah, you get a phone because everybody has a phone, but, uh, and you go on Instagram because for some people that's really part of their job to sell yourself, you have to, so you adapt and you get depressed because you see all these pictures. It's, it, so it's not as easy as saying, oh, well, do away with your phone, just do nothing. Because yeah, then uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's on you. Maybe, maybe maybe there's also and also an, uh, a lesson to learn from evolution here because there's also a lot of cases in uh, evolutionary history where um, specialization is not the optimal result. There are a lot of cases where very specialized organisms had died out because the environment changed. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's also good to ask a question: Do we have to adapt, or do we just have to, yeah, try be to be the all rounder? Yeah, be no the all rounder. Just be yourself and. Yeah, just keep doing what you do the best way you can do it. Yeah, I think humans are an all-rounder, but but we so so the bottom line <clears throat> of capitalism is that this idea of of human beings as self-serving, only looking out for number one, <clears throat> and and competition that they thrive on competition. Well, the first is not true. Is uh, many times uh, uh, has been shown that we are social being. And, and, and people feel, uh, so the more social connections disappear, the more depression. So that's also a theory that depression is not uh, a lack of uh, things in your, uh, in your brain, but it's, it's a lack of connection, of the feeling of, of belonging in the world. Um, so the first is, is not true. And, and the second, that people thrive with competition is true for some people. But I think for a lot of people, it is not true. So, so I would say, because everything with me is about the system, build another system and, and you get um, other parts of humans that finally get a chance, chance to breathe and be. And... Uh, then new pro problems will arise. But uh, <laughs> I was, uh, this is a very, really interesting view, and also maybe a small assignment because also university or the Graduate School of Life Sciences is a system. And I was intrigued by your uh, neoliberal view, which is uh, not only a personality type, but it's maybe also something that we, um, as universities, like. So the overachiever, the perfect student, high grades, uh, uh, very motivated. And uh, those are the students that we select. Those are the students that we give a cum laude. There are this, uh, so, but, uh, but this is, these, sorry, maybe no, I no, talk please. too much. No. <laughs> but the, these are the kind of persons that are also made. Uh, so my son is six years old um, and, and they wanted to keep him in group two. Um, because, and I quote, hope I can do it in English, because he wasn't, no, what is the word? Um, stralen. What is stralen? Shine. Yeah. He wasn't shining enough in groups. That was what his teacher said in group two. He was, he was very nice one-on-one, -on -one, but he wasn't shining enough in groups. And I thought, oh my God, that is such a, um, a, a, something for nowadays that you have to uh, be good in groups and, and, <laughs> and let show who you are and you mustn't be shy. And when I think also 
in in my my day, so I'm 20 years old, more than 20 years older than you. Um, the, the the most important fear of people, or, or number one fear, was speaking in public. That was a really big fear for people. I nowadays that's almost gone because they have people have learned in school already to to speak in public and to be hi presenting yourself hi look at me i'm such a nice product buy me <laughs> so it's it's a type of person that is created by by also all this testing on school when i was in school i got tested once and it didn't mean a lot. Now you get tested. My son gets tested in group three, and it's like mm, not very good because the rest of the group uh, does this, and he's failing here. And so, oh, the parents, I must uh, teach uh, how you say housekeeping. Uh, but so, so it's it's it's, and, and it's not like ooh, a new type of person is created, but some aspects that are human are getting such emphasis. Uh, and others, uh, yeah, they, they, mm, <laughs> yeah, they disappear. Kind of disappear. Yeah, yeah, or they slumber somewhere in in our souls, hoping to uh, <laughs> get their chance. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, I, I'm a parent. I have four kids. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> the, <laughs> the oh, you're so successful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have four kids in this age group, so I'm, I'm worried. Um, they seem okay, but uh, sometimes they, they do worry. But I'm also a, a professional here and also in charge of uh, a, a, a responsible for the well-being of a large group of people. So I'm still trying to distill out of discussion which direction should we go as a as our system, as a university. As, as a university. Yeah. So should we uh, cherish um, the, the average? Should we, or give much more um, direction to personal development, whatever it may be? Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> I thought about this question because you... Uh, uh, you you said you weren't going to ask it, <laughs> so I thought about it, and and um, it's a difficult question. But but uh, in so thinking about my age groups, I know hardly any students, but I know teachers in in university, and I know the extreme pressure they are under. To uh, they have n not enough time, not enough pay. They have to uh, uh, do the research, write the articles. Um, so, and I think also because my teacher from the Love and Passion was so important for me and he taught me everything in conversation. I was, my, my scripture, uh, my, uh, what do you say? Thesis. Thesis, yeah. It, 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 it consists of going, uh, consisted of going once a week to him and then we discussed everything, literature, life, his crazy ideas because he had a lot of weird ideas but but it's beside the point um and it was once a week and i talked with him an hour and it was it, it taught me more and i did six other studies so psychology was not the only one but the only one i finished um <laughs> and it taught me so much and i think this relationship because between teacher and student is essential for for growing as a person um 
because everything is relationship. But if the teachers are so overworked and have so little time, I, I would start there <laughs> okay. with giving them, and it's same in the lower in the class of my son, in making uh, smaller groups, much more one-on-one -on -one time, much more the, the, the relationship, much more teachers who have not who are not these neoliberal type because they can produce a lot but are more like my teacher uh, with weird ideas um uh, so yeah I, I would that would be my beginning but it's yeah. politic it's still politics yeah. yeah and i think for for the graduate school for example it might also time for students might also be better uh, because now you said like, okay, we can put more stress on uh, personal development, but then wouldn't personal development also become a goal that you have to fulfill in your studies? Um, yeah. Personally, I would just like keep it on a free basis, like a voluntary basis. Like, okay, uh, you just have enough time. Um, we have some resources for you that you can use, for example, one of the podcasts or just a course that you can follow if you want to. but don't feel pressured to do it. I think that's already a very good start uh, for most students to just have some free time to just do their own development on their own accord and not feel pressured. But the pressured. danger from this is that the pressure also comes from the competition. Yeah. It's not just the school or the system says, oh, you have to do this. But if everybody is doing it, yes, you yeah. feel like, uh, oh, oh my God, I'm, I'm putting myself behind if I'm not... Uh, also doing this Chinese course or yeah, yeah. so so the and the competition is is also is, is in the grades and in the well, a lot of international students also the whole world is suddenly your competition um, um, yeah that would be yeah that would take longer to think how you because this this emphasis on competition is everywhere. In how many likes do you have? How how many on social media? Uh, with my son, uh, the the CITO score, his test is is a comparing test. It's not what can he do, but how does he compare to to the rest of his age group? And that are most uh, tests are comparing. So so it's ingrained in. Uh, in all these, also in television or these these shows, uh, singing shows, and so it's all competition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but I agree. Or no, I don't know if you said that, but but that that <laughs> that should be also uh, something that yeah, yeah. so that that we don't um, come into the script of you can. Uh, it's your master. You can make this a success so it's your responsibility to make it a success yeah yeah and i think that's also something you need to internalize as students because you say we need to change the system but we are also part of the system we might also need to change something about ourselves yeah and when i look at myself um from uh, lessons that i learned from my parents for example um they always told me just do what you want to do don't try to be perfect or try to be the best person just do the things you like and yeah. and that's also i think i had a similar simula uh, situation with, with that your son has uh, in my case i had to they offered me to skip a grade and my mom was like no no we don't do it just keep him in the same grade uh, just he doesn't have to be perfect just keep yeah. him there just do the normal things and just do what you ever want you want to be 
And I think that's really a message that I internalized as a person. Like, okay, I don't have to do it. And uh, like you said, how that other people maybe uh, want to be better. And um, but yeah, I don't really feel it because that's that's just not built into me. I think that's also things that can change in other people's as well. I think that might also help a bit in this situation. And what 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 are your dreams for? Why did you study what you? Why did you choose for this study and what? Yeah, like it's very easy. I like the subjects. It's it's that's, that's very you good like reason. viruses. Yes, <laughs> I like viruses. I like bacteria. I like I like everything about it. And this, if I look back now on all the choices that I made with regards to my studies, um, most of them were like, oh yeah, I just like this. I I want to do this. It's not very um, yeah. It's, it, I was never pressured. My my um, my parents never told me, ah, oh, you have to do uh, VWO or like you have to go higher education. They just told me, if you want to do it, just do it. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how I chose it. I, I chose my, my bachelor's like, ah, oh, I like this. I like biology, um, which which studies feature biology. And this one was the best one. And then the same, same thing happened when I wanted to do uh, my master's. And that's just, yeah, how I go through life in this, this sort yeah, of case. Nice. Yeah. You have the, 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 the luck that you are smart. Yeah. So so then, but but it's a very healthy attitude, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering because um, now we are at the end, almost. I would say at, of this podcast, Harold, what do you take from this? Nothing. That, no. <laughs> no lesson. I'm just. <laughs> Maybe we would just should just end there. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We're taking I, nothing. <laughs> so the I think this is what's, uh, what every problem brings you if you deepen and explore it that it becomes some, like a wicked problem. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no simple solution. There is no. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yes. I'll give the word to Mariam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> No. Deep breath. No, but I just thought of something, which I also think is important because, and it gives me a chance to, to name another book I wrote okay, <laughs> recently. <good. Yeah>, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called The Great Refusal or The Grote Weiging. And it's about Marcuse, Herbert Marcuse. And he was a, philo a philosopher from the 60s. And, and one very important thing that he said is that, that you mustn't look at solutions, but you, mu you must look at... Um, Orzaken. Causes. Causes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we tend to, when you start thinking in solutions before you have the causes clear, then you get like um, uh, something like, oh, we don't do cum laude anymore. That might help. Or you get in with nature, oh, we uh, make everything a number and then this has to go down and this has to go up and then on and on. But, but it is, but when you don't, um, Think so much at the causes, the solution tend to bevestigen. Um, uh, uh, confirm. Yeah, confirm the status quo because it's very hard to think out of the box. So the, the solution that you think of, there's a big chance that they are among in the same category or ideology, ideology, <laughs> that we live in. So maybe, yeah, so well, that I just wanted to No, no, the, yeah. um, I'm a, as a, a thank you gift, I will, we will give you a book that you may have read already. So that's, uh, it's called The Tyranny of Merit by Michael Sandor. Oh, nice. Did you read it? No, I wanted okay. to. 
<laughs> and um, um, it's of course um, it's 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 a really important book I would say because it's so deep in our um, society that we um, like high grades better than low grades that we like higher education better than uh, vocational education and that this is also reflected in the wages so in the salary that people get and that somewhere we lost let's say the importance of a certain profession uh, uh, to society versus uh, the um, um, so no I'm going to rephrase so somewhere we lost that uh, jobs that are really important for society are paid better than jobs that are not that well for society like uh, bank bankers bankers yeah. yeah so I was going to say that <laughs> yeah. stockbrokers yeah yeah so they earn a lot of money have no value for society no. even threaten society exactly and um, so it creates and teachers uh, yeah and, it uh, creates some kind of equality in the world in which uh, well money may become more uh, of a goal than uh, serving society and it creates winners and losers and so this is what the book about but it starts the first chapter starts with selection for education and uh, because this may be like a sort act like a sorting machine also of um, society so this was also um, and um, something that I would like to um, explore in university because we are a sorting a part of a sorting machine in which we educate people into jobs that be, that will are allow are able to take important decisions somewhere, and so this is uh, I think it's it's really we need to look at the causes and come up with some direction. Maybe not let's not call it a solution, but call it the direction that we want to go. Yeah. Without uh, lowering the opportunities of uh, students, because if we would stop grading, for instance, in our master's program, but just say, well, you passed your um, um, all the exams, here is the diploma, there's no grades on that, you just, uh, so that if you want to um, pursue a career as a PhD or uh, somewhere else, this may harm your, the next step of your career, if any. So it's just um, something that um, I think is so deep in our system, so deep in our culture, so deep in our, our own education and the way we grew up, that it's really, really difficult to fight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Was this a long answer? Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah. So, Jaco, what's your uh, uh, take-home message? Well, I, I think it's a very nice uh, talk that we had. And, uh, it's also very good to understand. It's not about the solution, but actually indeed about the causes. And, uh, yeah, I also want to uh, commemorate you that you already want to make a change. I think it's a very good first step in, in this. Yeah. But, yeah, I would... I, so um, I just thought of that. Once we want to move and change the direction, we also need you, the students. Let's say the. Uh, so what direction should we take? What would help you? And uh, so it's. What what will be your uh, take home? I am. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask <laughs> Evelyn first. You have more uh, <laughs> time to uh, to think of it, Evelyn. Yeah, well, maybe to kind of close the circle here, I was uh, thinking about what Jaco mentioned in the beginning, that small steps are also small steps that will eventually take you somewhere. And I was also thinking about the kind of the confrontation of the question I asked to Jaco, like, what are your gains and learn lessons learned due to you uh, or during your uh, period having cancer mm -hmm. um, that Marianne uh, confronted me with. 
And I think one of the small steps that we can do as individuals here in society is not directing your conversation in a way and suggesting the other person at the other side of your conversation that there should be a game. So maybe that's a small, small step that I will incorporate in my discussions or conversations uh, with other people. I will no longer ask such questions <laughs> <laughs> or at least uh, do it less. So yeah, I think that's a, a valuable thing here. Yeah, great. Yeah, I think everything helps. It, it, it's, it's easy to, or easy, but you think you 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 want to change something, and you think, oh, I wish there was one magic uh, <laughs> yeah. thing, <Silver> <laughs> and yeah, and if I did this, that, then woo, everything would be uh, well, well, suddenly we will all be dancing and uh, happy, yeah. which of course is not the case. Um, but I think. Every, everything is healthy, so it's so good that that uh, that this discussion takes place, that, and, and there are a lot of similar discussions, and people are thinking about it, and I find it very beautiful uh, of you that that you say I sit here not because of myself, but because I see it around me um, and with the people, and that's why I want to do something. I think that is really important because uh, that's also the reason I wrote my book. I, I am fine. Um, I'm so lazy that I don't have any uh, worries. <laughs> but I see in society as a whole that there are really big problems and people are falling out. And it's the same at the work floor. If, if you, you can think uh, when every half a year uh, a colleague um, gets a burnout, you can think, it's not me. I'm doing something really good here. Yay for me. But you can also think, but that's not okay. It's it's if every if so many people get a burnout, then there's something wrong with the work I do, uh, and I need to change that. So I want to commend you for that. That you that you're not here for yourself, but for other people. And uh, yeah, I think it's very helpful, and it was a joy to be here. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks Marianne. for coming. Marjan Donner, Jakob Aks, Evelyn Kallenberg. Of course, Harold, thank yeah. you. So much. Thank you so much for being here uh, for this vivid and, well, I think, inspiring discussion. Absolutely. Uh, this was the last episode of our special on mental well-being. So thanks for listening and uh, hope to hear you, see you in the next episode. If you need support, or a conversation regarding this podcast, please refer to the advice and counseling page of our GCLS student site for more and detailed information. <laughs>